Welcome to Bourbon Boys. I am a solo bourbon boy again this week, as per usual. I guess I should finally change the name to Bourbon Boy. Um, but the Z is so fun. So fun. Anyway, this week again, we have some samples to taste through that I uh, was sent by a, uh, a fellow aficionado of MGP. First, I would like to take this opportunity to kind of explore what MGP is. Maybe some, I found an article online about uh, five fascinating facts about MGP. Cause I feel like some people may not know. I get the question. What is MGP? What is MGP? You keep talking about MGP. What is it? MGP is a distillery in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. So anytime you see uh, distilled in Lawrenceburg, it's MGP. Uh, Midwest grain products is what the name stands for. They uh, bought Seagram's, I think was originally what it was. Then LDI bought Seagram's and then MGP bought LDI. So a lot of the older barrels that you see, um, if you see them, if you're listening to this and this is news to you, you probably don't know what I'm talking about anyway. But if you go to some of the older the distilleries that are using older juice, like uh, uh, Smoke Wagon or uh, Traverse City, they'll have uh, LDI tags on them still because they were actually barrels that were purchased by MGP from LDI. So a lot of people think that those old barrels are the best barrels that they've had. Then originally some of the Seagram's barrels they had, they thought they were really awesome. But, you know, MGP continues to pump out juice. Um, they just recently started their own brands. Before that, they were almost exclusively sourcing to people, I believe. So you could buy barrels. You know how it works is you can either buy barrels as a lot from them. I think you have to buy a minimum of 100 barrels. I don't know that. I don't. I'm not up to on all the business anymore, but <clears throat> it used to be a hundred barrel minimum if they had product. See what happens is it got so huge, people, everybody started doing it. I mean, basically all of your craft distillers that put out quality product from the giddy up and don't go with uh, vodka or some other spirits to to make ends meet while their own stuff ages is MGP or Dickel, but. More popular stuff, your smooth amblers, your smoke wagons, your Boone counties, um, um, okay, uh, both new and old. And, uh, I mean, just the list is Traverse City, like I said. Um, the list goes on and on of craft distillers that use their products because it's solid and it used to be reasonable and then prices went insane especially for age stock. So that's why you had Smooth Ambler that didn't have any for a while, and now they're back at it because they bought new make and then let it age for five years and just bit the bullet. So, yeah, a lot of your distillers are like that, your, your craft that, that just want to produce a solid whiskey, make some money, and get their you know foot in the door with people, get their name out there. So let me give you the five fascinating facts. According to here, I'll reference who wrote this article. Kelly Nakama Nakagama Nakagama. I probably just butchered the shit out of that. It's on whiskey, i.e., not why whiskeyed wanderlust. 
So five fascinating facts. Number one, MGP Distillery is behind more than 50 whiskey brands. That list includes, I'm not saying these people do use or don't use it, but this is what she says. Angel's Envy, Bullet, High West, Redemption, and Whistlepig, to name a few. Uh, Remus and Rossville is what they just started coming out with themselves, 2016. Number two, MGP Distillery is one of the oldest distillers and company in the country. Uh, the history of MGP's Lawrenceburg Distillery officially dates back to 1847. By some records, indicate the distillery started as early as 1809. But officially... George Ross opened up the Rossville Distillery in 1947. George picked the Indiana spot for the underground aquifer that produces limestone-filtered water, which is what everybody believes makes Kentucky whiskey the best. But other places have limestone water, but Kentucky's just sick with it. Giving the rye whiskey a pure, unique taste, it soon became known as one of the best rye whiskeys available. When Americans tasted, Americans' taste for whiskey declined after Prohibition. Seagram's bought Rossville Distillery in 1933. There you go, Seagram's. After a few more owners, each with their respective name changes, LDI, MGP bought the distillery in 2011. MGP continues the legacy as one of Lawrenceburg's original distilleries and the only one still producing whiskey. Today, MGP produces whiskey, vodka, gin, neutral grain spirits, which many people, it's basically vodka. Many people will blend with whiskey to make a blends, uh, 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 Kessler's here in Wisconsin does that, uh, and industrial alcohol. The company is 100% sustainable, including the distilleries, plants, and offices, and has a policy against single-use plastics. Interesting. Number three, MGP is also known as one of the largest distilleries in the country. Upwards of 40 buildings that make up MGP. This this was back when they didn't do a whole lot of... Before, like, six years ago when they started doing their own brands, MGP was... I mean... It was basically impossible to get a tour there. They didn't do tours. So now they're a little bit opened up with that. So maturation is similar as number four. Maturation is similar to Scotland, not Kentucky. One of the biggest surprises I learned while touring, and I'm reading, I already read a book to my kids tonight, so why not read to you all? Um, one of the biggest surprises I learned while touring MGP Distillery was about their maturation aging even though we weren't far from kentucky bourbon trail the maturation process is actually closer to comparison to scotland in kentucky the alcohol percentages of whiskey goes up during maturation since the water evaporates faster than alcohol but in scotland it's the opposite and the same with indiana it's sort of like uh, the toilet bowl water goes the opposite direction in uh australia right but Scotland's the opposite, and say with Indiana, as the whiskey ages, the alcohol percentage goes down. Since the alcohol evaporates faster than water, it makes for more mellow whiskey. In Kentucky, you're likely to hear about the importance of barrel location in the rickhouse because of its effects on maturation. 
But again, this isn't the case in MGP. Even though their main rickhouses are slightly different from each other, all of them are designed so barrels age the same regardless of location within them. They don't have any climate control, but are made from brick and concrete, which is a little bit different than a lot of the ones in Kentucky, which are made from wood, obviously, which takes months for the seasonal temperatures to change to effect. And each rickhouse holds different barrels of different mash bills of whiskey for risk management. So if something happens to one rickhouse, they don't lose the entire style's stock. And last but not least, all of MGP's brands have a story, and all the stories are true. Rossville, we heard about that earlier. Eight Sands Whiskey, which is one of their new blended bourbons. It's a blend of high rye, rye, light whiskey, and corn whiskey. I had no idea that I thought it was just high rye bourbon blend. Interesting. MGP worked with a TDB. TDB, for people that don't know, is an agency that regulates alcohol and uh, all the labeling for alcohol. So you got to... You got to send your label requests in to be approved by the TTB before you can put a label on a bottle. Designated blended bourbon as a legal definition, meaning a blended whiskey with majority, majority, majority bourbon, at least 51%, but no neutral spirits or coloring. Master blender David Whitmer explained it's a way to put everything we have together at a nice, reasonable price point. And anybody who hasn't had um, Eight and Sand, it is actually quite nice. And then you've got George Remus. Anybody who has watched um, Boardwalk Empire knows who George Remus is. Huge bootlegger back in the day. So there you have it. A little information about MGP. I've never done that before, but I've drank a lot of MGP whiskey on here. So what I have are... One sample of rye Turley Mill single barrel rye MGP 95.5 barrel number 13, 16 years, six years old, 112 proof. I also have two single barrels <clears throat> from a company in California, I believe, 31 North 50, barrel six and barrel five, both 10 and a half years old. One is 140 proof which is next to unheard of for an MGP brand. The other one's 142.6. So both super high, which is, I mean, hazmat for MGP is pretty crazy. All right, let's get into this because it's already, at least I'm not coughing my face off like I was last night. So here is the Turley Mills. I thought it said Turkey Mills earlier when I was looking it up. Hopefully it's still the same information. Put out by a store called Taos in Mexico, I believe. There's only two barrels of this, apparently. Nose is really strange. It's like very light. It doesn't smell like your typical MGP rye, but MGP rye to me is all over the place. People really get a single note of dill when when they try it. I don't get that. But hmm, nose is... Not my my cup of tea. Palette's good. There's the MGP. Interesting. 
you get the MGP twang, a little bit of that. Some people call it dilly. I don't know what the. Jeez, that that just went straight to my chest. <clears throat> At least I think it's that, and it's not a heart attack. Ooh, that'd be great radio, though, wouldn't it? Um, man, that was hurtful in the chest. That is just... The taste is fine. It's not great. It's not bad. I don't know what the price point on these are. I think the, the 31 North 50s are like 100, and 100 plus bucks, which for 10, 10 and a half year old... MGP single barrels is pretty good. This one, man, I'd be hard pressed to say buy on this one, but it's not. It's just really weird because it's not bad, but it's not good. Lots of mint. That's what it is. That's what I'm getting. Very minty. You got to have a lot of mint for me to pick it up. Because that is not a a flavor that I get generally. You probably heard me say minty on this like three times. And it's always with rye whiskey. So let's, let's move on. And that was 112 proof. I did that one first because it was the lowest proof. Probably will not. I'll probably include that in the OKI samples. samples. This one, 31 North 50, barrel 6, 140.4 proof, 10.5 year old MGP. Really interested to try this for a 140 proof MGP. 10.5 years. Wondering if it's going to be like super oaky nose very high on alcohol not surprisingly like wow Oof. interesting Good, very hot. I mean, off the. I mean, it's not like a. It's hot, but you get a little. You get sweetness with it. Tannic. Not great. Not bad either. These are really not. Uh, I'm not really giving these good marks. I have to look up who sent this to me and. Tell him I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, it's not. It's a. Second drink much better. After my taste buds because this was my first straight booze for the afternoon I tried to come into it with a fresh palate I probably should have had at least one straight before I did this but we live and we learn 
So second one was much better. That's 140 proof MGP. I want to love it. I just want to love it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It would really depend on price for this, whether I would be a buy on it. I wouldn't be mad at this if I paid 100 bucks. Wouldn't be mad. If I paid 150, probably wouldn't be happy with it. Under 100, probably pretty jacked for a 10 and a half year old. <clears throat> I know this is a craft, crafty distillery because I've seen their bottles and their labels. Efforting to get uh, Mark Stoops on the podcast with Barry, uh, what's his last name? From the William Tarr Distillery. Let's see, Barry. Barry Brenniger. Brenniger. Seems like a great guy. Uh, really trying to get him and Stoops on so we could talk a little football and a little whiskey. I need to send them the agenda and uh, make sure that. Stoops is okay with it and get a little, but that'd be cool to have uh, somebody like Mark Stoops on here, knowing that I love some Kentucky football, well, Kentucky sports in general, but it'd be dope to have him on here. Anyway, let's get the second one in. We're almost 20 minutes. That's a good good time for a, a solo tasting podcast. So this one's 122.6 proof, 10 and a half years old, barrel five. It's dark. I mean, that's that's some dark whiskey. Now, I don't know if these were aged in California or they brought them. The, the Turley, Turley Mills I looked up, it said it was aged in New Mexico. <clears throat> I don't know if that's correct or if they brought the barrels and then bottled it almost immediately after they got it. I'm pretty sure that's what Smoke Wagon does most of the time. As they have the barrels sent to them, and then they'll uh, bottle it pretty soon. Then the ones that aren't quite up to snuff, I think he holds on and tries to age them a little bit. All right, let's get into this. Nose much, I mean, still alcohol, a lot of alcohol in it, but much more candy sweet. Like this would be. Much sweeter. Does not drink like 140 proof, man. This 142.6, that bottle would F you up quick. 142.6 proof. Sweet. Drinks really lightly for that kind of proof. I mean, it's got a lot of flavor to it, but it drinks. It doesn't have a lot of heat with it, which is amazing. The finish is not overwhelmingly great but a little tannic but still sweet that is a buy all day if you can find barrel number five that's a that's a that's a murderer's row for 142 proof whoa i'll have to make sure i put an in seek out of before i can uh 
before I put this podcast out. All right, we're right up against it. Twenty minutes, so got a lot of podcasts in the bank. I need to edit them tomorrow. We'll be done with the uh, Russell's Reserve, uh, um, blind side by side with the last one being with Zeke is coming out tomorrow, I believe. The 30th. So that'll be done. Then we'll be moving on to individual podcasts. I have one with Aaron Rothke from uh, Happy Hour Liquors. I have uh, hopefully Barry and Coach Stoops coming on. I've got tons of tastings. I got OKI. They sent me some single barrels I tried that were fantastic. Probably put that out next week, unless Coach Stoops comes on this week. That might take precedence, but we'll see. So until next time, enjoy your pours and enjoy your family.